Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode six of Psychotic and Iconic. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to all of our uh, followers, everyone who likes and subscribes and answers to our polls on Instagram. Um, I want to give a shout out, as always, to Ant Saracusa for our intro song. Everybody go follow him on Instagram at Just Ant. And with that, I'm going to pass it off to Mikey P, and we're going to get this episode started. We're going right into it today, guys. A lot of trade talk. Bonus episode today. Bonus, bonus, bonus. So we got to deliver. Everyone loves talking trades. We're going right into it, though. Deshaun Watson. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is escalating quickly, right? Kind of. Yeah. We'll get there. It's yeah. going to escalate. I mean... He's it, been all it, over it the just, news. It's just gone crazy the last few days, especially in Philadelphia. I'm going to lead it off with the first report that I saw last week. Um, Adam Schefter was on Get Up, and he stated... Watch Philadelphia when it comes to a potential Deshaun Watson trade. There's no team out there, no team out there, better positioned and better armed to go trade for Deshaun Watson than the Philadelphia Eagles. If there's anyone who can make a deal for Deshaun Watson when Houston's ready, I would watch Philadelphia. And he even said something along the lines, like later in that episode, that the Eagles would be instant Super Bowl contenders with Deshaun Watson. He's fucking delusional. So that was the first thing. <laughs> now, I mean, this is, a, you know, everyone talks to Schefter. This is a national reporter. He's usually spot on with everything, but you don't know who's feeding him the info. Second thing, though, there was a second report right out of Philadelphia. Somebody who is in NovaCare complex more than anybody. Howard Eskin, right? I agree. He, I mean, he's, he's plugged in more than anybody. So and you and I know this. Yep. Uh, Nick and I used to be ball boys for the Eagles, so... You see him there every goddamn day, like it or not. And he may be a pain in the ass, but he is plugged in. Howard Eskin states this. On the radio, he says, only three teams have the strong desire to make the move for Deshaun Watson. Philadelphia, Denver, and Miami. And that neither of those other teams have the compensation package that the Eagles could offer. The Dolphins just gave the Eagles their first rounder in the draft. So he says this, based on the information I received, when Deshaun Watson gets traded, there's a 90% chance it'll be to the Eagles. 90%. I think that's way too high. 90%, he it's says. It's almost guaranteed. 
He says if he gets traded, though, it, it'll be to the Eagles. Because he may not get traded. He will, eventually. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it up right there. I mean, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. That would be so fitting for this franchise after the last two years of just questionable, dumb moves. I want nothing, like nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. Tell me why. Number one, there's way too many Asian massage parlors in South Philadelphia <laughs> for him to control his ass. That's number one. Could you see him sitting in his condo bored at 2 a.m. with on, going on Ray Street? He has no <laughs> chance. That's number one. Number two, the cold hard truth, he ain't that fucking special. Oh. All right. He's, he's a As very, a person very or a good player? player. Yeah, he's a good player. Absolutely. As he's a person a, or a player? At, well, as a person, I think he's a pile of shit. As a player, he's good. But oh. I don't think he's changing your franchise. I don't. He's oh. 28 and 25 as a starting quarterback. Oh. But he was with the Texans, though. Fuck's that mean? He had D-Hop. Yeah, but he also got traded last year. And he had nobody. He was thrown to Randall Cobb. Bro. That defense was arguably the worst in the NFL. It was brutal. They had no running game. They had David Johnson and Duke Johnson. But the other years, he had D-Hop. Yeah. And, he led 20 And they went to the playoffs. He never, been won a, playoff he never won a playoff team. game. Never won a playoff game, but they went to the playoffs. They did, yeah, of course. So where do you think his destination is is best? I mean, well, here, hold that thought, because Mike, I have to, I have to enlighten you here on how great of a year he had last year. Let me educate you. That's <laughs> education, please do it. <laughs> Deshaun Watson's ranks in the NFL last year: third in completion percentage, second in passing yards per game. First in passing yards per attempt, tied for third in touchdown to interception ratio with 33 to 7. Phenomenal. Second in passer rating with 112.4. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. But yeah. it could be garbage time. And like you said, like you said, Nick, that's with garbage receivers and all that shit. It is though. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. And you were just saying that. Now, if I come up here and I say those same exact stats for somebody like Dak Prescott, it's, ah, well, his defense was trash. His team was always falling behind. Of course he's got all those things. He's got all those yardage. He's got this. He's got that. Because he was playing from behind. But with somebody like Deshaun Watson, because we go off in narratives, it's, man, this guy, he's revolutionary. He's going to do everything for us. I'm just not buying it. No, I'm with you on that, 100%. Everything you just said is what I believe in, too. I just look at it, and I'm just like, First of all, it makes the Jalen Hurts pick even worse. Uh-huh. It makes that pick even worse. Uh-huh. And if you're and if they're gonna keep Jalen Hurts, again, I feel bad for Jalen Hurts. You're doing the same exact thing with Deshaun Watson that you did with Carson Wentz. I feel bad for him, but at the same time, like, I don't know if the Eagles actually believe in him. But then again, it's confusing because they traded Wentz because they wanted. Well, it's uh, not Hertz even to- that. If if you don't believe in him. Why did you draft them in the second round? And I don't want to hear, oh, they stole him from the Cowboys. What was the point of that? Let, the, let him go sit behind Dak Preach. Prescott. Let him go sit behind Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has three, four bad games or garbage time games. Let now the Cowboys have that pressure of, do we bench Dak Prescott? And Dak Prescott wasn't paid last year. Dak Prescott didn't I get paid I think their full-on intention was to draft him and move on from Dak. They did not want to pay him. They had to, though. They had to after the, the, there was no other options. They were handcuffed. They that had was to it. pay him. They should have paid him. But before. last year, yeah, I, I think, agree with that. I think the intention was they really wanted Jalen Hurts as their franchise quarterback. Who? 
Dallas. Dallas. Okay. I, see, That's I what I heard. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that one way or the other. Um, but I mean, as for like the whole Deshaun Watson to the Eagles, dude, I am a hard, hard, hard no. Like I want nothing to do with him. Like I'd rather, I'd be more enticed to sit there next year and root for Jalen Hurts. Cause I don't think Jalen Hurts is a bad person or a bad player. I am just fed up with the franchise because of the way they handle shit. And now you have all these rumors circling. Oh my God, 90% chance he gets traded. If he does, he's going to the Eagles. How do you think that feels to Jalen Hurts? You yeah. fucked up Carson Wentz's mentals. Now you're going to do it to the same. You're doing it the same thing with a rookie head coach. You have a rookie stud wide receiver. You're doing the same exact thing. Howie Roseman's a fucking weasel. <laughs> it's been it's been same from Orlando Scandrick. I mean, I hate him, but Orlando Scandrick. He's said a it. fucking weasel. Yeah. yeah, but they've it's <laughs> been constantly said that Howie Roseman is like that. That he's just fake. So I don't I don't get that. I want nothing to do with him. You drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. See when what you, you got. had Carson Wentz. Yeah, see what you got. See what you got. Don't do that. Well, like here, that. let me let me tell you guys one thing. They still haven't named Jalen Hurts the starter. I don't know how They're much actually, I look into that. Though. I don't look into it because it's just so more you for think, competition purposes. To me, it's it meaningful, though. Yeah. However, That's I disagree a vote of with confidence. that. Because here's the thing. No. If you're going into the season, you're saying it's an open competition, and you actually believe that, and the open competition is with fucking Joe Flacco, you got serious problems. That's why I don't believe it. It's just more of, of a competitive thing. I mean, to me, if you're to moving, your best. if you're moving on from Carson Wentz, you're you're basically like that should be with the intention that you're anointing Jalen Hurts the starter. You should be naming him the starter to, as a vote of confidence. He's our starter, even if we're he was fucking for, garbage he, in camp. We're moving give forward him some with Jalen Hurts. I disagree. Earn but your stripes. But I I I mean like I hear you on that and I agree with that. But like. Uh, to me, it just it just makes it seem like the Eagles were never all in on him, which, like Mike says, it doesn't make any sense why you draft him and, and fuck up your franchise quarterback because I'm still not over the Carson Wentz trade. I'm not. Yeah. I and, wanted him here. He's a I, franchise quarterback. Last year was a shit show. I get it. But he's a franchise quarterback. I mean, he was an elite quarterback every single season as an Eagle except for last year. He literally... Two years ago, carried a practice squad team to the playoffs. I was just getting ready to say this. Two years ago, he carries Greg Ward. I can't even think of the other guy's names right off the top of my head. But he carries that bum team to the playoffs, and he gets rewarded with them shoring up his backup. They trade him the following offseason, and now the guy that you drafted in the second round, you're going to reward him with, oh, by the way, we're bringing in Deshaun Watson. And mind you, they just handed him the giant contract right there. What was the point of drafting Jalen Hurts? It makes no sense. And I was a Jalen Hurts fan. I, I would have loved to have him. I was aiming. I was hoping, like, third round. That's the kind of guy that I would love to have. Uh, you don't Even mind that it. was too high, though, third, for me. Well, that is too high, given the Eagles situation. For, but you okay. could be comfortable Correct. drafting a backup in the third round. Second round and up, those are starters. Those, those are, are starting players. caliber players. Impact players. So back to the question, though. I mean, I, I have to add one more thing. The speculation is not just that the Eagles could make this move, but they could make it before this season. So that's where it gets real interesting. That's where it gets real interesting because Deshaun Watson's case, the, the cases are still not like closed. He They're, has to got, serve some type of suspension. I mean, they did it to Zeke. It he's going to get a suspension. Sense. He has un, to. Unquestionably. And it has to be lengthy. It doesn't if make any, any of that sense, stuff comes though. out as, I mean, here's the thing. I think, <clears throat> I don't know to the extent, but there is truth within 20 of those women saying what happened. There is some type of truth there. How deep or how much it is, 
I don't know. Nobody knows. Well, there's there's some people trying to say that the Texans front office and the owner are trying to, to sink them, basically. They're trying to shit on them as much as possible. Even if there is some truth, um, they're taking it to the next level. I don't believe that, though, because I, now they're saying we're starting at three first-round picks. It doesn't make so, sense. Okay, so you just smeared, you just did that whole yeah, smear campaign. So it, it's weird because, obviously, when there's 22 women involved and now another two. So there's 22 civil cases, and we're not going to go deep into – what's what's being talked about and I'm, I'm sure we're going to hear details and um we don't know the truth yet innocent till proven guilty um but there's 22 civil cases and then there were another 10 criminal charges filed um eight of the women were included in the civil case and there's two new women in this so there's 24 total women now involved so I mean, it's it's not a good look, and it's a really dicey situation. If you're the Eagles or any other team right now, I don't I don't see how you could dive in right now. I can't possibly invest my future in the guy without knowing if he's going to be in jail. Bro, he this makes guy may be in jail. He makes forty million dollars a year. And well, he will to, be. Yeah, he's going to make forty million dollars a year, and was going to a massage parlor for a hand job. It don't make any sense. <laughs> this, this is a guy who dude. everyone thought was the highest of characters, too. So. I think all of this is bullshit because one, you have the cases; two, they have Jalen Hurts; three, he's got to come in and learn a whole new playbook, a whole new system; and four, he's got to get the respect from his teammates so in the saying, new locker room. You're saying the the come trade, on, what are we the, talking yeah. about? You're saying the don't trade. make any sense. To clarify, you're saying the trade scenario is bullshit. Right? For the Eagles, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense at all. If they give up three first-round picks, Jalen Hurts, and something else, dude, I will laugh. But you're hysterically. saying right now, correct? Right now, because there's Does two not make ways. Any sense. There's two ways we got to break this down. I'll tell you why this matters. This year, Deshaun Watson's cap hit is 16 million. So if you're the Eagles and you're basically just barely over the cap now after the Stephen Nelson signing, which we're going to talk about on on Friday's episode. Um, you know, I guess prior to moving Zach Ertz, which is likely what's going to happen, I know that there's people saying he might stay now, but likely that $8 million is coming off the books, and then you restructure a contract or two. The hypothetical thought is if you get Deshaun Watson now first, you may be able to get a discount because, A, the, the Eagles have the most to bargain with. They're probably going to have three first-round picks next year. Likely the, the Wentz pick is going to convert to a first-round pick. Build your team. So the second thing is is that if you're making the move, you want to do it now, and you'll be able to fit them under the cap better because next year is when it goes up to $40 million, and then you got to start shedding contracts, maybe trade a, a player or two away. I mean, I've even seen uh, Fletcher Cox's name floating around just because of his giant cap hit. It's going to be like $22 million. So the way that people like i guess maybe the, the way the eagles are looking at it is hey we go in now it's almost like a michael vick situation it's gonna look ugly in the beginning but maybe he can redeem himself and this is assuming the eagles know like they've done their investigation they know what's going on here um and they they take a flyer thinking that there's going to be a settlement to all these cases maybe they don't have to pay as much in compensation um just because they have the most to offer. Like, even if let, let's just compare to the two teams that Eskin was was saying. Denver and Miami, they have two first rounders, I think. Um, and that's like when I say that, I mean I don't I don't even know what their first rounders are for this current <clears throat> year. But let's just say the the starting price is two first rounders, and the Eagles have two plus the extra one that'll convert over. 
That's if. But the Eagles also have a quarterback to give. Um, I mean, you could you could also say Miami in, in that case would have a quarterback to give that if they're not sold on Tua, but they're not. Um, <laughs> That's why they're in the And so the Eagles, the Eagles hold yeah. the leverage is all I'm trying to say. Because like, then they can uh, talk about other picks knowing that they have a third first rounder in in the in the entail you know like so that maybe they want to throw out a second rounder on top of that or something i mean the speculation is it's going to take three high picks five picks total and a player is what what the texans were supposedly seeking and there's no way in their hell there's no way in hell they're going to get that he's not there's worth no that. way so are you well, on board with be, this no right now no i i like put me on record, I wouldn't do it until I know for a fact that he's cleared. Because I don't think anyone else is going to go for him right now. All right, I was about to However, say, I was going to have to walk out again. Yeah. However, though, <laughs> if he's if he's cleared of this, which it's not going to happen this year, it would probably happen sometime next year because the cases won't settle till then. Does he get put on the exempt list? Probably. He should. He's going to get suspended. Well, no, I'm saying if th- th- I don't think that there's any way he can play this year with no. all that going on. He showed up at camp, but he's not going to play. There's yeah, yeah, no way. that's what I'm saying. Well, he that's showed up because he, does, he doesn't want to lose money. Yeah, he gets, he gets fined fifty grand a day that he doesn't show up. There's no way that he's playing football this year. There's no way. Oh, I mean, really, you don't think so? No way, because even if they okay. do settle early, I still think that the commissioner is going to deal him a punishment of some sort, even if it's like, uh, you know, four games. He's he's gonna miss time this year. There's he better no get way. More than four games. There's yeah. no <laughs> way he can get away with it. Like, there's too much. The NFL will be tarnished. Like right now, they're okay. trying to fight domestic violence and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it would be a horrible look for them. He's gonna get something just because of everything that happened. Um, and a settlement would indicate like, okay, you know, maybe something happened. You know, but they reached an agreement. I say um, just give Jalen Hurts a shot. Give because him a chance. My thing is like, if Deshaun Watson's available next year, then you can go after him if you want it. You know, like if 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 Hurts sucks, then yeah. you can go after Watson. But then, how, like, what's the price tag? And not for nothing, but if Hurts sucks this year, you have two, possibly three first round picks next year. So it's like, you can still build your team, and you can bet on Jalen Hurts the same manner you would as if Deshaun Watson was coming in. Like it could be the, basically the same thing, except one. You're bringing in somebody that next year is going to have an enormous cap hit as opposed to if Jalen Hurts comes in this year and he shows a little bit of promise and you're like, okay, we can grow with him. He can get better. Or you're like, all right, he's really bad. All right, we need to draft a quarterback. Now you have the the capital to draft, though. And I think that's the best option is to wait a year because I think his price tag is going to drop. If he doesn't play next year, he's not going to be worth Yeah, he can't command that. And his $40 cap hit, I'm sure a team will restructure his deal. I don't I don't agree with that part. And I also don't think that his price tag is gonna go down. Like right now would be the only time I do think the price tag is down, and that would be the reason why a team would go in now. If you he think sits three out first a round whole... picks is down? No, I'm saying it's not gonna be less than three first round picks if you wait a year because he's going to be we're going under the assumption that he's gonna be cleared or settled. It's going to be three first-round picks for sure, and the money's going to remain the same. Bro, I don't give this a fuck. I'm not giving up no three first-round picks for I Deshaun I think the Watson. Texans would, would actually would want, and they would want to move on. They're after, going to want to move after on, after but they hold, they hold the cards, and I, there's going to be more teams involved if he's settled. There's going to be more teams involved. He is. I'll give him that. It will be, because at that point, you know you can so get him and insert him, and that's it. So that's the point playing. here, but I'm, I am saying... <laughs> 
I'm not doing it until I know a it's either settled or um, he's you know it's whatever. Over. It's over. So next year it could be it could be it could be settled early. If it's settled early, then I mean it's football. They're gonna do it regardless of how we feel about him as a person. I definitely look at him a little differently right now. Um, you know, I'm surprised. So the person I'm not even talking about as a football player, he is hands down a top five franchise quarterback oh, right hell now. No, absolutely. Hell are you, no. Are you crazy? No. Are you crazy? No, he's not. Nick, please, for the love of God, tell me the God's honest truth here. Is Deshaun Watson a franchise quarterback, and is he a top five quarterback in this league? Is he a franchise quarterback? quarterback? Yes. yes. Is he a top five quarterback? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hell right no. <laughs> Emphatically no. Yeah. Are nah. you guys crazy? Nah. He's he's close. What? He's close. He's borderline five. Yeah, he's he's hovering at seven. He, you know where he's right around? He's right around Dak Prescott. Oh my God! Oh my God! That's it's seven, not even close. That's seven to ten range. So you oh, would take. So would no. you take Deshaun Watson or Josh Allen? Deshaun Watson oh. for sure. What? Absolutely, absolutely. The only reason it's not getting talked about now is because everyone's assuming he's not going to play. Real fast. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is better than Josh Allen. I know that. I wasn't saying it in order. Oh, okay. I wasn't saying I it in order. No, order. no, no, no. I was just saying that's that's your top four, and number five could be. I'm missing somebody. I feel like. Uh, no, no, no. Deshaun. Don't even do that. No. No. You love Wentz, but I don't think he's top five. He's not top five quarterback. No debating. No. This year he'll be a top ten quarterback, but. Um, that's tough. Yeah, he's not top that's five. Easy. Hell hey. no. Hell no. It's easy. Hold on real fast. It's real easy. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not. I, I think it's a dumb deal because for the Eagles, that is. But the team that makes most sense would be Denver. They don't have a franchise oh, quarterback. I didn't, I didn't mention Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah you can't Duh. forget him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess it depends on your stance on Josh Allen. But like I said, he's better than Josh Allen. No. I disagree. How not? Because I think Josh Allen actually kind of like revitalized Buffalo. Like his play has been phenomenal. Well, his no one's going to deny that. Crazy. No one's going to deny he's that. But he's only done arm. it. He's done it for one year. He's got a rocket. Sean Watson's been doing it for years now. It's weird. Baker Mayfield is twenty three and twenty two as a starting quarterback. I don't think. I don't think. This, I don't think Baker's better than Deshaun Watson. Neither do I. But, but I'm just not saying. Even close. Con, con, no. Neither do I. But con, record record speaking, they're on the same wavelength. Same wavelength. Playoff appearances. They how many? Who's so, got more playoff wins? Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson? <laughs> well, again, yeah. now we're getting back to the team subject here. We're getting back to the team. Uh-huh. Right? I never see Baker Mayfield blow no 24-0 lead. That was a disgrace. The Kansas City Chiefs? It doesn't matter who you oh. play. If you're up 24 points in the playoff game, this you is, got to This is the best shit. offense in the Correct NFL. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember early February 2021, I watched the Chiefs get the shit beat out of them. I forget that team name. Do you remember who it was that beat them in the Super Bowl? The Bucks. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh my God, Champa Bay! This is crazy. Yeah, you guys Champa are throwing. Bay. Listen, listen. <laughs> Character aside, you guys are throwing mad shade. No, to no, a, no, no, brainer, it's top it's five no quarterback. No, this no is, shade. No, listen, if, no if, shade. If, if okay, I didn't even get to finish my stance. If he's cleared or settled, whatever the hell you want to call it, 
I'm I'm giving up three first rounders in a heartbeat. And your team's going to be trash. No yeah. way. Yeah. It's going to be this, garbage. This is a puzzle piece. That the Eagles this is are no the... different than the teams that he's playing on in Houston. Exactly. The Eagles would – no, no way. I don't agree with that at all. The, the Eagles will have a top five offensive line if they stay healthy. Their defense, after the Steven Nelson edition, is now underrated. Their defense is underrated. Okay, you got me there. You got me. You got Devontae Smith. You got Dallas Goddard. I mean, you got a run game. Yeah, I, the problem is though, you you, you got an you got a, and you you got a good quarterback. He, he's good. He's listen, good. I mean, listen. He's twenty eight and twenty five. He's a smooth five hundred quarterback. I would like it. Listen, it's a give, no I, brainer because that is the missing puzzle piece. Like when you don't have a franchise quarterback, you do everything possible to get one. Yep. The Eagles gave up their franchise quarterback to acquire one of the picks. So one of the picks to me is like. If I'm getting a franchise quarterback in return, it's house money to me. The problem is, is would, would the Texans take that deal? Absolutely. Even though the, the, there's the, no other team that has three first rounders. To but give. the Eagles don't actually have three first round picks because it hinges on. So rest. even if not, I, I mean, I'm under the assumption it's going to be. So am I. But do you think the Texans take the, the Eagles say we'll give you our three, our two first round picks plus the Wentz pick? Yeah. Do you think they take it even with yes. that he has to play 75 percent of snaps? Yes, Absolutely. Just three first round picks. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Damn, yo, the Texans. I think they us. want players too in return. Give them Zach Ertz. No, oh, you're crazy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wild. You gotta, out. you gotta wash out the the salary somehow, right? Oh man, I'm just Can saying. We gotta, we gotta like, go to the next topic because I'm getting heated. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, it's not even a question to get a franchise quarterback. That you you do it at all costs, and that's like I like Jalen Hurts so. But it doesn't make sense guy. for the Eagles. It does not make sense for the Eagles. It makes sense right for now. Denver. Right a team now. like Denver makes sense. Cap-wise, this year, like he said, cap-wise, well, if you're going to get him, the you other have to thing do it is, now. is, I mean, real quick, Jalen Hurts, let's say he has a good year, but the Eagles aren't sold. At least this also bumps his value up, and they feel comfortable getting rid of him and getting some compensation for him, whether it's in that deal or in another deal. If he gets so traded like, to the Texans, dude, I will feel so bad for Jalen Hurts. <laughs> well, at least he's going to start. If he does. I mean, right now, like, yeah, on a it's, trash ass squad. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Eagles with Jalen Hurts might be trash ass squad. You know, I mean, I don't think so, but I'm just saying they could be. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, stay tuned. But definitely, I mean, a divisive subject for sure. We want to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, give us some comments. We need hit us up on social. I'm definitely going to put this up. Um, I'm gonna put up a poll for sure. You can you can look out for that on Wednesday, maybe even, uh, you know. You might have to put it up tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're gonna have to see. I know a lot of people are gonna be very sensitive to this, and I think Philly's gonna be torn fifty-fifty on this. I mean, no question, you want the player, but the person, it's it's such a challenging situation. So I would stay clear for now. I agree. He's a great. He's a good player. I just it's too. I risky. like that. You caught yourself. Good job. Good job. It, it's, it's too risky for me. Doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, because he's just I not. Just, he's just not that dude. But here, Mike, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move us on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna perk you up a little bit with some Lakers talk. Yeah, because that uh, that always gets you going, right? Yeah, right. So the Lakers, the Lakers. <laughs> My Chris Broussard voice. LeBron's not done yet, right? Hell no. <clears throat> That's not the subject, though. Um, Lakers are seeking a veteran point guard which we referenced in the last show. We almost dove into it because we couldn't help ourselves. Self-control, though. We had self-control. Self control. But 
Chris Paul might be on the market. That's LeBron's boy. Um, the Lakers are being mentioned as a possible sign-and-trade candidate for Russell Westbrook, Mike Sky. And uh, I've even seen, I mean, I've seen Kyle Lowry to the Lakers as a possibility. I've seen DeMar DeRozan. He's not a point guard, but I've seen him showing interest in the Lakers. So first, I'll, I'll start you with this. Um, if the Lakers acquire any of those three point guards, so let's let's keep DeRozan aside for a minute. If, if the Lakers acquire any of those three point guards, are they the favorite to win it all? And mind you, they are second in Vegas odds right now at plus 400. So I, I know, I know, Nick, it's kind of crazy. But this is probably because they assume the Lakers are going to get somebody. So does that make them the favorite? And which of the three would you like to have most? Chris Paul. Assuming that all three are on the table. Chris Paul. You want to start? I, I think Go Chris ahead. Paul. I think the, the veteran presence, his relationship with LeBron. Uh, my thing with Russell Westbrook is he shoots too much. And, like, I think he's a ball hawk. And I think LeBron, it, it just wouldn't gel for me. And you have Anthony Davis still, so you want to get him involved. Um, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan would be interesting if they came together. That would be a pretty cool story from, you know, going from Toronto to L.A. I don't know if they could due to the cap, but – um, Maybe. Can't rule it out. Yeah, you can't rule it out. Yeah, I think they're going to take of, less, too. They're going to get rid of Kuzma. They're going to get rid of some players, and they're going to. Thank God. Yeah, they're going to revamp that roster. But I think CP3 would make the most sense for me. I mean, you just yeah. experience alone, right? And I don't know. I just think he's a better player out of all of them. So. I mean, I guess here, actually, so that's your preference. But yeah. would acquiring any of the three make them the favorite? No. And you can go down the list, I guess. So if CP3 joins, does that make them the favorite? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. If Russell Westbrook's on the Lakers, does that make them a favorite? No. Then obviously you're saying no for Kyle Lowry as well. I don't know where 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 the fuck why are the why are they the favorites? Why they this lost the first round? Why are they the fucking favorites? Why? Come on, Mike. Mike, tell me. Mike, you tell me, Mike. Why are they the favorites? Take your turn, Mike. Okay. You got the Clippers. Okay. So number one, defend your boy, Mike. Okay. So number one, number one. Who you taking first? I think the 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 player best suited for them would be Chris Paul, because he would fit the most seamlessly in terms of next to LeBron, next to AD, being able to control the game, Rondo, being able to control the game like that. I think CP3 makes the most sense. I think Westbrook would be a very hard fit, but Westbrook would make them really, really, really difficult to defend. I feel. Because I feel now with Russ, with Westbrook slashing to the basket, it's going to give AD more opportunity inside. LeBron doesn't have to dominate the ball anymore because Russ can also now create shots. And he's well, probably not going to miss many games. Yes. My issue with Russell Westbrook is can't really shoot. This, the Lakers have a shooting problem. And now all of a sudden, Russell Westbrook sucks at free throws. He shot like 68%, I think, last year, which is like really bad. Horrible. Sheesh. I don't know where, what happened to him. He used to be a good free throw shooter. Fatigue. So maybe. I mean, he still averaged a triple double, so it's hard yeah, to say that. But so my thing is with with Russ, I would love to see it. I think it would be showtime for sure. If the, I think if they got either one of them, they would still need a shooting guard. They need a knockdown shooter before I could say that they're the true favorites. As far as the first round loss, I don't really got to entertain it. They were injured. 
period. AD was out. LeBron was coming back from his sore ankle. You know this is true. That's why I know if you got LeBron, you should, you should. He was coming back off a tweaked ankle. The Clippers, the Clippers are going to be fighting for a playoff spot next year because Kawhi is not coming back until the winter. He had surgery on his ACL, yeah. so they're kind of. I can't even really play on that. That 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 actually sucks for them because they're going to be. They're going to be towards the bottom. But they're going to be in it in the end. It depends. It depends. The Clippers? It, looks, it looks like they're yeah. operating and under they the assumption have... that Kawhi's coming back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that Kawhi's coming back, but I'm saying if he has his surgery and the rehab and he doesn't come back, just say he comes back at the earliest February. If they can stay around 500 until then, I think they'll get into the they'll get into that playing game, and they can cause problems. I do, but I just I wouldn't put the Lakers as favorites yet. So but you, I guarantee you, you think any of the three, them. any of the three of them make them the not favorites. by themselves. No, but like if the Lakers, I'm with you. I'm with both of you on that. If the Lakers went out and got, um, no, see Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan can't shoot threes. He's a um, which we call it. He shoots inside, pull up, mid range. But if they like, if they went out and they got somebody like a Bradley Beal, I mean, to me, they're the favorites. If they got Bradley Beal, if they got a knockdown shooter like that. However, you get CP3 and Buddy healed, then you could start saying like, okay, because at that point, matchup-wise with the Nets, it's it's really the same thing. KD is going to get whatever he wants. Harden, you could kind of put somebody on the bother him. CP3 will be able to D up Kyrie. So, I mean, I don't think that makes them the favorites, no. But if they get one of them, the rest of the NBA is going to be watching them. It's not going to be like it's it was no contend a bullshit ass signing. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm also going to say I'd prefer Chris Paul simply because he can shoot. I think he's the best fit. It's not even close. It's really. not at all. It's not at all. So, but like, I think if they got Russell Westbrook, the hype would be a lot more. Be just because Russell Westbrook in L.A. I think would just be huge. It would be a huge stage for him. Coming I home. Know. I mean, I, I think either of them will be a big draw. Yeah. I, I don't think that any of the three However, I think the needle they, enough for me either. I think, I think they, they, they Westbrook need, they need to build. Three, though. They, they need a bench and they need shooting for sure. So give me give me CP3, but um, they're not the favorites. No, yeah. they would be right up there, though. They'd be right up there with CP3. I, I, would say, I don't think the other two would, would put them right up there, though. I, I mean, would say Nets and then I would say Nets and then you probably got the Bucks and the Lakers close second and third. And you could put those two wherever you want. No but Suns? No, if you're saying CP3 is going to the Lakers. But if Russell Westbrook goes to the Lakers yep. and CP3 stays with Phoenix. Yes. I would say then you have, you, got? I would say you have the Nets, the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Suns. Those four. I would say Nets are clear-cut number one. And then you could those next three, you could have a fun argument, debate, whatever you want to call it, with those next three about who could do it. So you think the Suns and Lakers would be neck and neck? Yeah, I do. Yep, and I think that... I don't think the Bucs and the Nets will be neck and neck. But, like I said, I think the Bucs next year will be better. The Lakers would kind of feel like, to me, if they got CP3, they would kind of be similar to the Nets. I would give the Nets the edge, but I think that that definitely elevates them in the West. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I think dude. so. I think that they would be the West favorites. Oh, for sure. So, oh, oh, wait. I okay. thought you were talking about the but title no, favorites. I, I was, yeah, no, yeah. I, was, I was talking title favorites. Okay. Oh, okay. Because well, I was yeah, saying, I saying though, the that puts them pretty damn close to the Nets because they both basically have no bench. And 
the big three. I mean, you could argue tit for tat. I'm going nets there, but yeah. um, it's close. You know, assuming that AD is not in street clothes all season. <laughs> yeah. And in <laughs> street clothes, David. And that's another point, too. He's always hurt. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, like, I don't know why. Like, I don't understand the favorites, man. It's just it's just a name for me. The Lakers. But, like, I mean, it's, fuck it's out all, here, man. The Lakers. <laughs> like, I'm fucking over them. It's all fair, though. It's all fair. But let me push us forward. We're going into some hockey talk. Let's we go. We got hockey today. Your Philadelphia Flyers have made four trades in the last 10 days. What the hell's going on? They're active. What's going on? Let's talk about it. Culture change. Let's talk about it. Thank you, let's, Phil. Let's, 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 let's talk about it. Thank you. He had it ready this time. <laughs> have it ready. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Flyers are making moves. They're wheeling and dealing. I don't think they're done yet either. So we're going to go through each trade because, like, they weren't just little mini, you know, role player kind of trades. These are like massive trades. Yes. Yeah. And like major capital implications. So I'll start with the first one. Okay. And we're going to go through all of them. You can tell me how you feel. Um, but the first one. So the Flyers traded Philip Myers and Nolan Patrick. So Nolan Patrick was former number two overall pick, had the migraine disorder and just fell off the face of the earth for the team. Uh, a lot so of potential, yeah. you know. Philip Myers was thought of as a big time, like top four defenseman. He was an undrafted guy, but he had a horrible season last year, along with Nolan Patrick. See ya. They gave up both of those guys for Ryan Ellis, uh, Nashville Predator, for, you know, uh, 10 years now, right? He's probably a top 10 defenseman in the league, but he has injury issues. So, um, and that extra, that extra spot allowed the Flyers to protect one more player, which impacted the expansion draft uh they didn't wind up protecting any big names um you know so the 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 seattle kraken took a prospect unexpectedly whatever we're not going to get into that um so the first thing is is do you think that this acquisition solves the flyers defensive woes actually hold that question because we'll wait till we cover the other defensemen yeah. but do you think that the flyers overpaid for an injury prone defenseman not to mention uh, he's expensive, and he's got he's got like another four years left on his deal. He's thirty two, I think. Yeah, I don't think that he's injury prone. Uh, we were talking about this, and I said that I think he's more Wentz, like injury unlucky. Like it was just a bunch of random little things that were happening. It wasn't like Sam Bradford who kept tearing his ACL and Ryan Tannehill who tore his ACL back to back seasons. It wasn't anything like that. It was just small little injuries that were they just were occurring. So I wouldn't really label him as injury prone. No, I agree with that, hundred percent. I think it's a great deal for the Flyers. Uh, I don't think the 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 risk was too high, honestly. I think you're, if you're getting a top ten defenseman, I think it's worth it. I mean, he is 100%. Under, he is undersized, so projecting him. Actually, I was wrong. He's got six years left on his contract, at approximately six point two five mil cap hit. So you're paying him elite money. Um, the production's always been there his whole career. I love the deal. I mean, he and he's, At least a, he's trying. a feisty. Yeah. He's a feisty guy. He's got an offensive upside. I mean, to me, I think it's a no-brainer. Absolutely. I, because I think you already you're you're cashing in on Philip Myers having the upside, but I don't know if he's going to rediscover his form. He looked so lost to me last year. Um, Nolan Patrick, just under the limelight of Philadelphia, I I, I don't think it was ever going to work out. Like after after missing so much time and just not finding his place. I mean, I just th I think there's no risk, honestly, because the Flyers' defense is what cost them for the last two years, several years, honestly. 
that's what exposed their goaltending last year. I mean, we're yeah. talking about Carter Hart being one of the, the rising goalies in the league. He was he was arguably a top ten goalie going into the season, and and it shook him up because he had no help. He was on his heels. So, I mean. This, to me, I think is a no-brainer for a top-10 guy. I'm willing to take the risk, and uh, you know, we'll worry about the, the contract later down, down the line because, I mean, that's what the Flyers usually do anyway. At least you picked up a big-name guy because there's not a lot of them that you can go out and get right now. That's what the Rams do. We'll, we'll and, figure out the money. And commands respect in the locker room, too. Right. And, I mean, for what it's worth, it just seemed like uh, with, with the defensemen coming up from the minor leagues um, – the Flyers, like, you know, they got Cam York coming up probably this year. He's probably going to be the third line, uh, third third pairing defenseman. So, to me, to, to get a guy to pair with Provorov, it, it's a it's a no brainer. I think it's good for him too because he also had a down year. Yeah. Likely due to the fact that, um, what's his name, uh, Niskanen retired. So, that was a big loss. Even though he was, you know, he wasn't in his best form, he was still a veteran presence that definitely rubbed off on Provorov. Provorov was phenomenal the, with him. So. He's one of the better defenders in the league. Yeah, I mean, he, he it's a no-brainer, I think. So, I, I mean, you guys are in agreement there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and let me let me also add one thing. After all the Flyers moves, they still have 13 mil in cap space. Yeah. So, they have they have a lot of flexibility right now to do some big things. You got free agency coming up. And you got some other big names out there. So, uh, that was the first move. We'll talk about the second move now. Let me bring it up for you. Um, it was Shane Gostaspair plus a 2022 second and seventh round pick to Arizona for nothing. It was a salary dump. Yeah. Are you okay with that, guys? Absolutely. You want to free up cap space to make another big You guys move. are done with Ghost? I'm done. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's it's time for a change. I think he needs to It's time change. for a change. Exactly. Yeah, bro. He's, a, flaw, he's a flawed player. Yeah. I mean, and he didn't really have a spot on D. You got to change the culture in the locker room. You have to. You keep doing the same. You, ha you keep having the same players. You're getting the same results. It's not changing. So we we really don't even need to go into that. I mean, that saved them about $4 million, So that's. It's worth it. I mean, to me, I thought they were. If you're asking me right now, I'm thinking that. If the Flyers make that deal, they got to pick up some of his contract. I'm stunned that they just they just gave up the contract. Arizona assumed all of it. Thank you. Yeah, Thank ya. you. Because I really I really thought that we were going to have to pick up part of it. So, to me, that's a huge win. No-brainer. Absolutely. We're not even going to – we don't even yeah. get to spend time on that. So, the third move, okay? Now, this one this one gets you thinking. The Flyers give up Robert Haig, a first and second rounder to the Buffalo Sabres for Rasmus Ristolainen, who was a first-round pick himself, but he's had some down years, and he is, I mean, if you want to go by analytics, he is, like, one of the worst defensemen in the league analytically. Now, that said, he's been on a terrible team. He's probably not a top-two defenseman. Uh, he should. He's more of a top-four kind of guy for the Flyers, so um, a lot of risk there. A lot of risk, I think. What do you guys think of that? I mean, I think he was in too high of a role in Buffalo. And also, let me let me add, he's on the last year of his contract. So, I mean, you you have to, you would have to hope the Flyers re-sign him. Otherwise, it's a massive overpay to yeah. me. No, massive. I, I think he was in too high of a role in Buffalo, and I think now that he's coming in and he'll have to play a lesser role, I think it could be better for him. Similar to what we were talking about when the Sixers try to make B-level players a. 
They were the Buffalo was trying to make him an A level player, and he's not. He's not right. So now, if you're bringing him to the Flyers and he's a B level player, and you're treating him like that, and you're just trying to put him in there and make him play his role, it could be more beneficial and it could work. And as far as like the the first round pick that went to Buffalo, there were seven other teams trying. I mean, because that was the thirteenth pick of the draft, yeah. so that's that's pretty valuable. So yeah, yeah, but sometimes you have to overpay. If you yeah, want to I mean, get the guy, like it happens. So if they were trying to, if they were, if, that, if that's the guy that they wanted, it really doesn't. Supposedly matter. the market was strong. Supposedly. I mean, I just think that that if you don't re-sign him, that's an overpay. To me already, it's an overpay. Yeah, I, sometimes because, you got to do it. Yeah, but here's the thing, I, though. Yeah, sometimes you got to do it, and it's risk and reward. It and could be great. The Flyers desperately needed some physicality. Yes, he definitely brings that. Um, oh, my bad. But I think definitely the. The Buffalo stuff played a part in it. They, they were just trash. Um, he got exposed. He was constantly facing top lines. Um, you put him next to Travis Sanheim, who kind of plays off of him real well. He's more of an offensive guy. Uh, can can play some solid defense time to time, but um, they kind of go together well. And then and also, like, the other thing is, now you got the perfect left-right-hand pairings as well. Like, that was an issue last year. I mean, so... I'm a little skeptical of this one, though. I, 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 I think that he needs to be re-signed, and then I'll judge it differently. But for now, I say overpay, for sure. Yeah, they definitely overpay. But sometimes a change of scenery is very good for both parties, right? Could be. Yeah, so like what Mike said, like he was, you know, the guy in Buffalo. They were counting on him. But I just don't think that, you know, with the Flyers, he won't, he won't have to be that. So a change of scenery could, could could actually improve his play. So you guys like and, it? Yeah, and not for nothing. I, but I like it, but I, I don't love it, but I like it. And to me, it's like, all right, well, the Flyers, they look like, okay, you know what? We're going for it. Yeah. We're going to try. We're getting players. You know, We're shedding cap. We're doing this. Like At least they're showing like initiative to get better. Yeah. So I can't fault them for that. I mean, they need a change. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's been, oh, yeah I can't it's believe how many years year. it took to yeah. break up this core a little bit. But also, I guess, so my follow-up I was going to say when we were talking about Ryan Ellis was, does this solve their defensive woes? After getting these two guys, do you think this shores up the defense? Because the defense has been atrocious. It helps. It doesn't, it, but it's not like concrete. It's not getting, it's it's not going to fix every hole, but it's definitely like, it's patching, it's starting to patch it up. Because I think Cam York's ready. Like I, I think their defense is vastly improved. Yeah, I agree with that. Vastly improved. Yeah, I like think they, they, I mean. And they're it, not done. They're not it, done. Does yeah. it, like defensive woes you, like you, like when you say that they got some serious issues so are you asking does it solve all their problems uh probably not i think they have a couple more moves left so i'm gonna say no and they got they got as of cap right now. room to do it yeah so it's we'll not like see. they're strapped they're strapped and they need the cap room because they're actually looking for a backup goalie because the yep. olympics they're gonna play back-to-back games so well, they, they're gonna need a backup goalie so they're gonna have to spend they want somebody who could start about 30 games next year so exactly. carter hart is gonna carry the bulk of the work and sure. he should um and he should be much better this year i expect him to be outstanding I, i'm shocked at what i saw this year but he also needs to be pushed too so you bring somebody in you push him to be better you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, it'll be good. It'll be good for him. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm. I love what the Flyers did. It, it actually shows they want to win and they care. And I'm. I'm. I'm on board with it. So the fourth move, I mean, this might be the craziest of all because I mean everyone was assuming that they wouldn't be able to unload Jake Voracek's contract due to the fact that he didn't get picked up um, in the expansion draft. He wasn't. Exp- uh, he he just wasn't taken. So, um, 
Jake Voracek was traded after 10 seasons, and he he had phenomenal numbers with the Flyers. I mean, he's he's right up there with the highest in the league, and he's got some franchise numbers too. I mean, he's he's right up there. So phenomenal career in Philly. Um, it was time, though. 10 years, though, and they trade him straight up for Cam Atkinson, who also has 10 years in, in Columbus, but is more of a, a shoot-first player, um, definitely more of a penalty killer. And cheaper option. And... So Two he's got so badly needed. So here's mm-hmm. the thing: he's got one more year on his contract. So he's got four years left. Jake's got three, but at approximately two and a half mil cheaper. So do you guys think it's a good deal? I do because I think it was time for Voracek to go. To be honest, I just think it was. It's been ten years, and like my thing is, is like Chuck Fletcher still got was able to extract some value out of him. Yeah. And that was a hard contract to move because of the flat salary cap in hockey. It was so, I, I mean, like overall to me, I was like, oh, wow, like that's great. I thought it was an awesome move. And I think Atkinson's going to fit well. I think he's a great leader. And I just think the Sydney's going to embrace him. I think he's going to be a fan favorite. I'm with Mike on that. Especially with the shoot first mentality. I'm too. I like, think that he's yeah. a better fit for what we have. Like we have too many playmakers. We need guys that can shoot. The guy had 41 goals three years ago. And I mean, he's been a productive player. So. To me, like, put him on a line with Couturier and Giroux. Like, you might actually – I mean, Giroux hasn't had guys that are shoot-first guys, like, other than when he had Yammer Yager, which was yeah. like a, a flash in the pan. Yeah, and by the way – I love Giroux. Everyone who's talking about moving Giroux, shut the hell up. Yeah, you know nothing about up. hockey. That's stupid. You know nothing. <laughs> He's That's ridiculous. So yeah. He's horrible. You he think I no stand respect. up? He's you think horrible. that I like Ben Simmons, right? He's horrible. Shh. You got Mike Giroux. I'm playing, dude. Yo, you don't need you to educate me. me. You, you I don't will, need to educate me. If you wanna, no, I, I take name. offense to Mike Simmons, but if you call me Mike Giroux, I'm all for it. Mike Giroux. Respect yeah, the man. You are Mike Simmons. I have to get back to that. I'm getting back to that on Friday. No, you're not. You are Mike Simmons. No, I'm Mike Giroux today. Okay? Stop See, with that bullshit. Yeah, I had your back. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. But yeah, so I think it's a no-brainer. I think it was good for both sides. I think he's he's a great fit. Yeah, for it was sure. it was time, and I I think that he probably has um, more to offer for us. Like I said, with the penalty kill, maybe you can ease a little bit of the weight on Couturier's shoulders, and then he can be more of an offensive player than usual. Yeah. So, I mean, because he's definitely held back by that, he's got to play in crucial minutes against the top lines, and um, you know, so no brainer, I think. So overall. I mean, what do you guys think of the Flyers so far? You think you like what you saw? I love what I love it, man. I think Chuck, uh, Chuck Fletcher isn't fucking around. I think he really wants to win, and um, he's making all the right moves, in my opinion. So he I showed me the that Flyers. he cares. Yeah, and I think they got way more moves coming up to even be better. So I'm I'm with it. So I like I love I'll, it. You I'll gotta, give, gotta shake it up. I'll give it like a B for now until I see what happens with the Risto. Uh, aspect of it, and also I want to see what else sure. is done. I, I don't think they're done yet. Either. No, yeah, no way. No. They have too much money. But let's move forward. Before we do, Next. also please don't forget to like, subscribe, and also hit the notification bell. Also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We would greatly appreciate it. And he's laughing over there. I appreciate it, bro. Bro, it's not that. <laughs> you know why I'm laughing. Nick no. walks around saying this in his house all day long, guys. Like he was saying I it before, saying. before the show. It's anymore. just I like I can't take that serious anymore. I can't, dude. It's impossible. Like he's saying it in his sleep. It's crazy. It's crazy. But uh, we're moving on to the NL East, talking some baseball. Baseball. We got baseball and hockey today. Come on, give us some love. So, NL East, guys. It's like. It's pretty wide open right now. I know the Mets lead by four games, but they just lost Jake DeGrom and uh, 
Lindor to injury. So I don't know when they're returning yet. Jake DeGrom, like, I mean, anything involved in the elbow makes me nervous. So um, I would assume right now, based on reports, that the Phillies, the Braves, and the Mets are going to be very aggressive at the deadline. Uh, there's no question that all three of them are probably out of the wild card. I think the Nats might have also just slipped out of the division discussion because uh, they were looking to be aggressive. They might unload Max Scherzer now. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna first say this. We didn't talk about this before. Ronald Acuna towards ACL. Terrible. Um, a major sucks, loss for man. the Braves. They traded for Jock Peterson. Major and, loss for uh, baseball. Stephen Vogt already. So Jock <clears throat> Peterson's filling in in the outfield. But um, so, like, what is your thought there, first of all, with the Braves? Like, can they recover from that? Um, I know it's pre-deadline talk right now. I assume they're going to be very aggressive, but um, do you think that the Braves are shot without him? And we could. Well, this is meant to be quick. Yeah, I don't know if they're totally shot, but I like that they already signed two guys. So it looks it. It leads me to believe they're like, okay, no, this season's not a wash. Like we're not doing because this. this is an MVP player. Yeah, yeah, this is Ronald Acuna. Yeah, so it's like you know, at least they've like already said, been in such a weird team. This yeah, year. yeah. No, yeah. I think they're. I don't think they're going to compete this year. So we think they're a lot. You don't. You don't think they're going to compete this year? The Braves? Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the East. Do you think they'll be competitive? Competitive, yeah. Freeman was an MVP candidate last year, so they still have him. But okay, like, right. if you lose Acuna, you're, okay, you're in so trouble. So we're in agreement that they're all all three teams are going to go for it. I think it's pretty obvious the Phillies are are definitely going to be buying. That's that's they what he said, to. and that's I that's, couldn't tell. That's what they've said, and that's what Dave Dombrowski's <clears throat> been saying. Degrom uh, is coming back though, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he will. He will be back. He will. So. So we can, we the Phillies need to make a move. I mean, uh, multiple moves. Yeah. Quick, quick thing about Acuna. Though. Milf moves. Cards. What's your take? I've well, <laughs> since he got injured the last thirty days, his car prices have been down at least fifteen percent across the board. So for me, like long term, I love Acuna. Yeah, I'm I'm buying Acuna in the off season one hundred percent. I think it's going to dip even more. And I'll be scooping up some Acunas because I believe in him long term, and I think he's going to be in the MVP conversation possibly next year. I'm I think he's going. I think he's going to come come hungry. I'm in. I'm in full agreement. I love him. I think he's a beast. Bye bye bye. I think the Phillies like got really lucky that he got hurt, but like, I mean, it's a shame, man. Like, I I, I hate seeing players it go down like for that. Game, dude. Dude. It really does. It hurts yeah. the game, man. It really does. So the Phillies find a way to fuck everything up, though. Like they were they were only a couple games out a few days ago, and I mean, I still think they're buying though. That's what we've heard. Um, so we're going to go off of that. We've been told that they're going to maybe even exceed the luxury tax threshold. And um, they're targeting aggressively for relief pitching, a starter, and a center fielder. I also wouldn't rule out shortstop as a possible need with Didi definitely exposed on the defensive end and not living up to his offensive end. I mean, Torres, I can't possibly imagine keeping this up. So that's also like a keep that on the DL kind of thing. Low-key need. Um, so here's how we're going to approach this. I'm going to start with three center fielders that we've been attached to constantly. And I'm going to ask you guys which you prefer because all three like come with different costs. Okay? Yep, go ahead. You guys good with that? Mm -hmm. So first thing. The Twins and Byron Buxton have not agreed on a contract extension. Byron Buxton, uh, 
rising superstar in this league. He's very injury prone <clears throat> to this date. Was on fire this year, like on a ridiculous tear. I think he had like 21 extra base hits in 24 games before getting hurt. Um, they maybe hold him out a little longer just to keep him healthy before the deadline. So um, that's one. Uh, so he's probably going to be like your mid to high range target. Your high range target, Chris Bryant, MVP type, has shown that already. He's won a World Series, um, and he's he's going to need a new contract. But he also can play center field. Um, has a lot of flexibility. He can play third base too, so you can spot start him for Alec Bohm. Um, he's definitely available. And then you have oh, and that's the other thing. Byron Buxton's under club control next year, so. Um, the Twins might be getting ahead of the game trying to get some extra value for him this year as opposed to trade him deadline that's, next that's year. Smart. So there's that. And then your maybe lowest cost option, which is no nothing to snuff at. Starling Marte is available for the Marlins. That's an interdivision team, so I don't know how much that's going to matter, uh, but they're out of it. So um, he's he's rejected his contract extension. So of those three options, guys – Assuming that it is the the costs are exactly what I said, so lowest cost Marte, mid to high range Buxton, uh, high range Chris Bryant, and by the way Marte has to be extended too. Um, who are you taking? Or I'll even give you a fourth option: Are you staying put in center field? Dude, honestly, I'm trying to get the best of the best. Like I, you can't waste Bryce Harper. You have to go for and it. And Chris Bryant's supposedly close friends with him. Yeah, they grew go up get in Chris Bryant. Go enhance your team. Stop going with bullshit-ass middle-tier players. But I got to say, players. Mike, if you get Chris Bryant and you intend to re-sign him, they probably can't spend any more money like anytime soon. Like That means that this is it. This is your That's core. where I'm at. That's too. your core. Because if you go Chris Bryant, then you're not solving your pitching woes. That's true. I so mean, for me, I'm going cheaper option. I would probably look into Buxton because he has a lot of like, high upside. And Marte is the cheaper option. So I would probably go Marte. I was going to say, if you get Marte, he's boys with McCutcheon from yeah. the Pirates days. Yeah. He's fast. You could put him at the top of your lineup. So, I mean, Mar like, I'm not saying they're bad options. To me, that was like, I'm just saying, like, you have to do every single thing you can do to not waste Bryce Hart. I know, but you got to fill all the holes. I totally Pauls. agree. Because I also. Pauls. Yeah. Pauls on that family. Because I want them, because they need to get relief pitchers. Like, I want them to get uh, Kimbrel. To, we'll touch on that. To be honest, we'll I touch do. touch on that in a minute. And, like, even, but, like, even, even try and get, like, a starter or something and moving, you know, uh, what's your, Vasquez to the uh, the bullpen and shit like that. So, it's just tough because they, they, they have holes to fill. Big paws, but they do. So, what's my motto, Mike? Cheap and what? Cheap and serviceable. There you go. Well, Nick, you were, I mean... I have to point this out. You were pushing the Travis Jankowski stuff Bro, he was a week ago. Us. But, I mean, he, he went on the IL, so uh, COVID, well, was, COVID stuff. Let me so explain he'll be myself. Back. Let me explain myself. So he you, was actually playing really well for us. And my thing is, you don't have to trade and move pieces to get another, another center fielder. You could take the money or use the other pieces that you're going to trade for a center fielder and get pitching. Because so I think pitching it really it. matters. Yeah. So you think it rough it with like O'Double and and Jankowski platooning in center field, maybe even Mickey Moniak who's caught fire in, in the minors. If you can get another starter 
and beef up the bullpen, I am with and that. And then you shoot for like a higher end option like Craig Kimbrell. Because the Phillies don't have trouble scoring. They Regardless. Don't. Yeah, they don't. It's it's their pitching that, that loses them the games. Though. Yes. But yeah, the, the pitching, yeah. The, the so bullpen is they too need, fucking garbage. They need a closer. Again. They need a closer. They need a setup man. And they need a starter. They need that's what they need. Center fielder is to me is just like, okay, they need it for, for long term. But for right now, this season, pitching. If you're gonna make a run, you need pitching. Bottom line. And that's real shit. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying, Brian, you're saying Marte slash stay put. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. without question, I'm going Byron Buxton. And here's why. I'm not mad about it. I think that anytime you have a chance to acquire someone with superstar talent i know that he's had the injuries i know this i would give up anything but mick abel honest to god i would give up anything but mick abel we don't have anybody else to you yes they, they have the, the higher ceiling guys in the myers they could get away with a package there i think and uh, uh to me like this is a guy you could pot uh, potentially build around for the entire like duration uh i mean assuming he stays healthy you hope that he can he can last for most of bryce harper's contract this is a guy who could literally solve everything i think if he plays the way he was just playing he's got pop he's got top end speed is he available yeah no 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 i'm saying like oh health oh, durability yeah, so is he available i'm taking the risk because the phillies this is the rare opportunity for a team like the phillies where they're they're in like a standstill where they're kind of screwed. Like, they they yeah. bought their team, and it's not enough right now. They don't have anything coming up. This would be the biggest move, I think, for them for their future. Because, I mean, th this guy was, like, getting compared to Trout at one point. He's literally a five-tool player. He's a gold glover already in center field. You solve the defensive woes because our defense is trash, too. No one's talking about that. Our defense is trash. So you're solving center field. Um, you're solving a potential top-of-the-lineup bat you know, one or two hole hitter. He's got the speed to steal bases and he's got massive pop too. And he was hitting like, uh, he's hitting well over 300 this year, 21 extra base hits in, in 24 games. Like he's been a hot and cold player, but I'm willing to gamble on this guy being a superstar right alongside Bryce Harper for, for his career. And also, I don't think it, it removes you from the Kimbrell conversation. I think you'll wind up losing, but I'd rather settle on a guy who's like, just beneath him and, you know, work it out there. Because I don't, I don't know if Craig Campbell's fixing this bullpen anyway. But I think that there's, th there's still going to be. But a reliable arm. But I do think that this doesn't remove them from the Kimbrell talks. I do think that. I think that they'd be alive in both still. It's just a matter of how much Dombrowski's willing to pay. And I think well, he's they willing got, to pay anything. If they, they need got another Buxton, starter, though. If they got Buxton and Kimbrell, I would be satisfied with that. I think that would be really good. That would be an A+. Plus. It would a be plus. It would be great, but I mean, you're still lacking a starter. But at that yeah. point, at least you have a reliever that can come in. Because the other thing is, is if if Byron Buxton, I mean, the cost right now, they were they were talking <laughs> like a seventy million dollar extension. He declined that, but if it's somewhere in that ballpark, like eighty, ninety mil, you're gonna also get him at a massive bargain for what? Like, if he is going to be a superstar, that's a massive bargain. But my thing, I think is, it's a really rare opportunity. Is, like, these guys don't that. come available. At all, ever. This Even is a if rare we did that, they're not beating the Giants. They're not beating the Padres. They're not beating the Dodgers. What's the point? 
I mean, I'm you saying. You go for pitching. That my, gives you the best chance to process, win in, in October. In my, my thought opinion. process is this is someone you could build around for your future, though, too. Like, it, it enhances your chances this year of winning the division and, and maybe making a run because you're assuming that Nola pitches like he did last outing and Wheeler's been a Cy Young guy. You're assuming their top three can get you through the playoffs. We're not going to care as much about the fourth and fifth start in the playoffs. We are going to care about bullpens, so they're going to have to address that. No matter what, they're going to need to add two arms. No but, matter what. But if Buxton plays lights out with the Phillies, then my thing is he's going to command big money. Are they able to sign him? Yeah. Because if they are... Definitely. He's, he's not going to be able to command as much as a guy like Chris Bryant. Yeah. I, I he, just, he's going to be... Make sense for them. I don't think he's going to eclipse 100 mil. I mean, I, I think that it, it's a rare opportunity. It's a really rare opportunity. People probably don't know him that well, honestly. I think he'd be a hit here. I really do. So, I, I so think it's a perfect fit. So you're rolling with the upside. Massive. And, he, and it's not just upside, but he's producing right now. Yeah. He just needs to stay on the field. And they, that's they where could Mike just, says, but is they, he available? But the Phillies just don't have, like, I mean, besides a couple of guys, like you got Harper, Real Muto, and assuming Nola gets back to where he is, and, and Wheeler, you don't have high-end players. Like, this is this is a massive opportunity. It could be massive. Could be. Yeah. I think you just take your shot because this team's not going anywhere, anyway, as it's as it appears right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have that, anything in the pipeline. I do kind of actually in that in that light. I kind of you know. I kind of understand what take you're saying. Take a swing at that. it, like because as currently constructed, they ain't doing shit. What do you have to lose? Yeah, the upside and the, the problem is only twenty seven. On the subject of like you were saying that, what do you have to lose? The problem is you paid Bryce Harper all that money. You do stand to lose a lot. But that's like, the thing, though, is I think that <clears throat> you're putting a guy alongside Bryce Harper I got for, for the long haul. Yeah. I really do believe I, this. I, I was it. always high on this player, and he's finally putting it all together. He just needs to he needs to stay on the field. I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they're just holding him out so that he's 100% healthy for the deadline. I really am, would not be surprised. That's probably the true. Twins, the Twins are completely out of contention this year, which is a, a surprise, honestly. But, but aren't you guys, like, tired of seeing the Phillies – below leads well no i'm saying they're going yeah. they're going to get That's my point they're going to get two bullpen arms no matter what they i think need to i think if you go for chris bryant it's going to be a lot tougher um but they're I yeah mean, i wasn't even thinking that be, when you were saying that because i'm automatically going to name Dombrowski, i'm like you know bring him in let's go Dombrowski like, okay, already we'll... traded for kimbrell in boston so i think he's he's in on it as much as anybody and he's the way he's pitching right now is like prime craig kimbrell I mean, he's he's got a .5 ERA. He, he we need discovered him. his form, so we really he'd be a we massive game. Yeah, we need period. Him. You need somebody that when they come in, you don't think like we're fucked. Because every time we go to our bullpen, everybody's saying that, and it sucks too because the Phillies can score. <clears throat> they still yeah. can score. I mean, with their lineup right now, but if you add pitching, you add a closer. I think they're in better position to compete. Without a doubt, and and without possibly actually win win the. Uh, East. And when you have an off night hitting and you only score a run or two. Exactly. There you go. You like every, you shouldn't have to score eight runs a game. And that's why I wouldn't overspend for for Brian. That doesn't make any sense to me. Buxton, I can I can get on board with that. I see where you're at. He's still under club control, yeah. so you technically don't have to sign him till after next year. You but, can go into arbitration. And I see what you're saying now with Brian. You know? I'm actually like the more I think about it now, I I would spend I, away because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The players. But Marte fit. wouldn't be bad. No, no, not Keep at all. serviceable. Yeah, that's the route I go. Honestly, but, I mean, my for my, me. my perfect plan: the Phillies acquire Buxton and Kimbrel, and they go all out to get both of them. 
I mean, they might have to deal somebody they don't want to give up for to get both of them. I'm going all out for those yeah. two, but also I signed Cole Hamels to be my fourth starter the oh, rest God. of my life. Out of doubt. Oh, I want not even a question. Yeah, I want Cole Hamels. I do not <clears throat> want Cole Hamels. If he's healthy, how, how not? He hasn't pitched in a whole year, a year and a yeah, half. Yeah, but two years ago, he was pitching great ball. So Two years ago. He's 37. I don't want He him. was injured. Jamie Moore want came back. Well, do you Who? want... Do you want Matt Moore, Chase Anderson, <laughs> Vince Velasquez? Like, to me, it's a no-brainer because you can sign him for – yeah. I mean, fuck, I'd, I'd take Jamie Moore. Oh, my Come God, back. Dude. What is he, 55? I would take Cole Hamels, dude. I would not. Bring him back. That doesn't solve anything. You don't know. No, it does. The back end of the rotation, I think it helps tremendously. He he hasn't pitched in a year and a half. He's 37. Bro, how can it get worse? There was a lot of teams at his at, – at this uh, the game that he was playing, right? Everybody where, was impressed. Yeah. Well, impressed, but he, did, he he's not signed. How impressed were they? They're well, lost. That's because they're, they're, they're lost. Wait, they're waiting to see what happens at the deadline, and he's still rehabbing right now. So I want nothing to do with him. Sorry to I hear that. I think it's a easy. He wants a ring. Cool, man. Four, Go retire. Yeah, I mean, you're probably, probably going to have to pay him $5 million. Go retire. It's an easy yeah, low-cost flyer. Retire. Easy. Retire. I'm not back. even thinking twice. Retire. <laughs> he's crazy. He's crazy. I, I, mean, I, I am crazy. I'm psychotic go, and iconic. I don't want to go just, all analytics want... on your ass because we're running over time. But, guys... That's, that's our bonus episode. That's it. We're wrapping up the bonus episode. Yeah. That's it. That's that's trading central. Ooh. We talked all trades today. That was fun. We got to do more of these. But we got a lot coming your way on Friday. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's it for the uh, bonus episode. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and also hit the notification bu- button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit that button. We can't take that serious anymore. I can't dude. even it's do fun. it anymore. Hit that notification button. Also, don't forget Smack to like, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we'll see you guys Friday, eight a.m. Psychotic and I